episode 118, Road Trip, Part 11, The Mississippi Gulf to Panama City. Bay St. Louis is a small town in western Mississippi. It was devastated by Katrina. We were in the eye of the hurricane, a local told me. It's a small town, and the downtown lays a mile or two from the main highway. We drove in for lunch. Quiet except for the sound of a sledgehammer pounding a cross into a fitting on top of a new steeple on a local church. A woman was standing on an extended arm of one of those lifts that utility workers use to reach the top of tall power poles. She was putting the finishing touches on the newly erected steeple. Our guess was that the steeple had disappeared with the wind. Katrina spread her arms. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. Bay St. Louis is a beautiful small town, right on the Gulf. There are many new buildings. Even the streets are new. New water and sewer lines are being laid. A few older buildings are sprinkled along the streets. We ate at the Buttercup Restaurant. Well-lit, well-appointed, and the food was delicious. We walked the mostly empty streets and stumbled into a great internet cafe with great espresso. The barista was from the state of Washington. Wouldn't you know? That night, we were in Pascagoula, Mississippi, another town that was severely damaged by Katrina. Convicts, with the word convict printed in big, bold letters on their T-shirts, worked on the streets. They also wore pajama-looking bottoms that were green and white, striped, hard to miss. Bellingraft Gardens called us from a road sign. Brenda had read about it somewhere. That meant another two-hour side trip to ramble about this beautiful grounds and view the results of one rich man's costly gift to his young wife. This guy had obtained the franchise to distribute coke throughout the region during the early part of the 20th century. He made a fortune and spent a portion of it developing this splendid little river house for his wife. It did afford us a quiet, beautiful walk in Alabama shorelands with natural and native gardens to arouse the senses. Our next real destination was Panama City, Florida, to visit John Graham, a friend of my, from my old teaching days in Anchorage, Alaska. John had gone to Alaska in 68, the same year we had. He taught special education. At the annual Fur Rendezvous, John was the Alaska beer-drinking champion for more years than I can remember. He was a big guy in many ways. He had a heart of gold for the underprivileged and took special pride in siding with anyone who was being mistreated. He used to walk down the halls through hundreds of students, holding the hand of some individual who was physically and mentally impaired. It was like he was holding the hand of the Queen of England or Marilyn Monroe. He smiled and students would part like the Red Sea and return his caring efforts with special respect. John also had a way of getting in trouble. 
Alcohol and drugs became a personal problem. It cost him his wife and kids, along with a great deal of respect. Thirty years ago, he had his last drink. He became a regular Alcoholics Anonymous member. He has gone to meetings ever since. He says that he always tells others to go to the meetings. Find someone who is worse off than you are, and then help them. It's good for them and good for you. His 14 years of retirement have evolved around this very practice. He helps people. Right now, he takes daily daily care of a three-year-old boy whose mother uses the time to attend AA meetings every day. She needs the help. So does the young boy. And so does John. He consoles another AA member, and in exchange, she comes over and helps him with household chores and daily tasks. John has always had obsessive-compulsive behavior problems, and since the alcohol and drugs have been arrested, food has become a major problem. Weight accumulates. He's on the far side of 300 pounds. He has a hard time walking and getting around, but he persists. It's taking a toll, but there he was on his 70th birthday, living in a beautiful house, on the shore of North Bay, still sharp mentally and still trying to help people. We stayed two nights with John, reminiscing and laughing. He has to be the funniest man I've ever met. Of course, we never had a television, and John lived for Comedy Central. He always had these one-liners he would zing me with, and I would think he made them up. Only much later did I find out he was lifting lines straight from TV on a daily basis. This was one of the high points of our trip thus far. We've known John for over 40 years. Traveling and stopping to see old friends is a special treat. Retirement doesn't get much better. And now we're headed for another old friend. He lives in Sarasota, Florida. Topic of my next podcast. This is Retirement Talk.